0: Here's the best tonic for America's woes, better times. Hello, I'm Steve Forbes, and this is What's Ahead, where you get the insights you need to better navigate these turbulent times. When baseball legend Billy Bean was asked what's the best way to cure a team's low morale, he responded, win games. U.S. morale is low, thanks to a malignant cancel culture, a struggling economy heading into stormy waters, a political and legal system where too many practitioners believe in an anything goes approach that has become dangerously toxic an increasingly abusive, intrusive and authoritarian government and a floundering foreign policy in a more dangerous world. Most of our institutions of higher learning are now intolerant and intellectually corrupt. There's no silver bullet for many of these and other woes, but experience is demonstrated that a buoyant economy where innovations are allowed to flourish does wonders in having people's minds focus more on opportunities than problems. Optimism grows. Pessimism becomes increasingly the province of chronic sourpusses. Other than brief periods such as 2017-2019, the economy in this century has been performing way below its potential. If historical averages of growth had been maintained, Typical household incomes would be tens of thousands of dollars higher today. What's to be done? Get the economy growing. And the formula for this is simple. Slash tax rates, stabilize the value of the dollar, restrain spending, and throw out unnecessary rules and regulations. In other words, the exact opposite of what governments here and abroad are doing. Why are these leaders so historically obtuse is astonishing. Bad ideas, I guess, are like cockroaches. They never disappear. Take a look at the 1980s and 1920s for good examples. The 1970s were a decade of economic stagnation, ever-worsening inflation, and serious national security setbacks. Amazingly, the Soviet Union was seen as the ascendant power, while U.S. morale was mired in malaise. Our military was in tatters, with many members of our armed services surviving on food stamps. In the 80s, a new president, Ronald Reagan, cut tax rates, reduced regulations, curbed government spending, and rapidly rebuilt the military. Running for re-election under the slogan, "It's morning again in America," Reagan won every state but one. In a few years, the Soviet Union collapsed. The 40-year Cold War was won. The 1920s, known now as the Roaring Twenties, were anything but at the start of that decade. After World War I in 1918, the U.S. suffered an inflation far worse than anything we've recently experienced, followed by a severe economic downturn. Race riots, rage that killed hundreds, domestic bombings by anarchists and revolutionaries were frequent, a pandemic far more deadly than COVID-19 swept us and the world. The Republican ticket of Warren Harding and Calvin Coolidge won a landslide in 1920 under the banner of Returning the Nation to Normalcy. Coolidge succeeded Harding, who died early in his first term. But tax cuts, spending cuts, and deregulation were relentlessly pursued. The economic depression ended and the economy boomed. That decade saw an improvement in living standards unparalleled in history. Social tensions eased. We must hope that in next year's election, we'll get a president in the mold of Reagan, Harding, and Coolidge. I'm Steve Forbes, thanks for listening. Do send in your comments and suggestions. I look forward to being with you soon again.